Shalom, Meshpocha. This is Sid Roth. Meshpocha is a Hebrew word. It means family, and we're the Mishpacha, the family with the Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with a very supernatural guest. And now, here's your host for this program. It's Supernatural Television producer, Jackie Duval. Thank you, Sid. Today on Messianic Vision, our guest is Judy Brooks. Judy, through her faith in God's promises and prayer, has risen from a life of abject poverty, living in governmental housing, to having earned, through her business and entrepreneurship endeavors, the title of Arkansas Businesswoman of the Year. She was later named to be the top 10 unstoppable women of Dallas, Texas, where she transacted multi-million dollar deals in business while heading three successful companies. Judy is presently the founder and president of Empowering International Ministries, where leaders are engaged, equipped, and empowered to walk in their gifts and callings. Welcome, Judy. It's so honoring to be with you today. It's great to have you with us. Now, you got saved at a young age of nine, and your grandparents were Pentecostal preachers. Briefly tell us a little bit about your childhood and also the Brush Arbor meetings that your grandparents hosted. Okay, I would be honored to. When I was growing up, my grandparents were my pastors, and they lived right down the road from us. I grew up in the country. Uh, I grew up on a farm in Arkansas, and um, so we I worked a lot in the fields uh, growing up, but we went to church faithfully, and at nine years old, my grandmother led me to Christ on a Sunday morning after the Sunday morning service. And uh, it was pretty awesome living next door to them because uh, if my parents needed a sitter, they would babysit for us, for my parents. And when we would go to their house, they would line us up on the sofa. And I had four other siblings. They would line us up. And at that, those early years, they did not have electricity in the very, very beginning of the 60s. And we would line up on the sofa, my grandmother, would read the word of God to us. My grandfather would pray with us. And those were just powerful, powerful memories growing up next to them and working on their little 100-acre farm. Just having that impartation from my grandparents as a child, they made a huge impact in my life. Oh, that's awesome. And you you ended up rededicating your life to the Lord at age 21 and got involved in a Baptist church. But your cousin got baptized in the spirit and came to your house the very next day and you wanted what she had. So tell us about your experience of getting filled with the spirit and how it changed your life. Well, at the age of 16, I got away from the Lord and I, for five years. And when I was 21, I had a real encounter with the Lord. My cousin came by to visit one evening and it was on a Saturday and she had been baptized in the Holy Spirit the night before. And just the excitement and the change that I saw in her, I wanted what she had. And I knew it was real. And so um, I was. we were in the Baptist church at that time, and I was a Sunday school teacher for my daughter's age group at five years old at that time. And it was a precious, precious time when I served in the Baptist church. But... I just realized that that I was hungry when I was speaking with my cousin. I was just hungry for more of God. 
And I told her, I said, oh, my husband would never go to a church like that for me to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And uh, little did I know, he was in the other room listening. And when she left, he came in and said, how do you know I wouldn't want to go to a church like that? And I said, well, I just assumed you would not. And the next morning, he said, we're going to that church. When we pulled up on the parking lot, the anointing was so strong. And I was so hungry for God that just stepping out of the car on the parking lot, I began to shake. I mean, tremble like I I couldn't stop it. It was the anointing, and I couldn't stop weeping. And we went in the service we sat on the back row and uh, i wept all the way through the service at the end of the service uh the pastor gave an altar call and i was the first one up and i was at the opposite end of where the pastor was praying for people the moment i got to the altar i was baptized in the holy spirit i did not have to wait for someone to come lay hands on me or pray for me And I realized it's a gift, just like salvation is a gift. And all we have to do is want it and ask for it and be open to receive it. And God will overflow you with his precious spirit. It changed my life that day. One of the things that the Holy Spirit showed me is I became a carrier of the fire of the Holy Spirit, and everywhere I go, I ignite the fire or the flame in other people to spread the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ for revival to come in this land. Wow, that's amazing. Now, you teach on authority. Um, You teach on that in your book that you've written. Such an amazing and important topic. And tell us about the time that you took authority over the nightmares that your daughter, when she was 12, was experiencing. Oh, wow. That was just an amazing uh, time. My daughter would end up in bed with us every night. Uh, In the middle of the night, she would have nightmares and come get in bed with us. And I just was very heavy in my spirit, praying, asking God what I needed to do. The Holy Spirit instructed me to go to her room and literally clean the house, anointing everything in her room with oil and praying over it while she was in school one day. And she came in that night and went to bed. And about midnight that night, I was up late a friend was visiting and we were sitting in the living room. I'm actually on the floor talking and I was sitting in front of the fireplace, which was a direct uh, view of where my daughter's uh, room would be. And I'm sitting there talking to my friend and all of a sudden I saw this looked like 14 foot tall angel come out of her room. He had to duck his head to come out. And I saw him come out and just walk through my French doors outside. And that night, my daughter slept through the night for the first time and never had a nightmare again. So I just, I totally know that there is so much power in a, in our agreement with the Word of God in taking authority and dominion over you know, evil, wicked spirits that come to harass or torment uh, any of us. Amen. That's so good. And speaking of authority, you took authority over tornadoes. Um, so tell us a little uh-huh. bit about that story. Wow. I have taken authority over several tornadoes. 
the first being when I was in Arkansas at a young age, I heard a train coming uh, one morning about 10 o'clock, and it was very dark outside, and I knew I did not live near a, a railroad track, and all of a sudden, my house began to shake, and the Holy Spirit just directed me to open uh, a couple of windows, and I laid prostrate on the floor in the living room, praying in the Spirit, taking authority over that tornado. And it was headed toward my daughter's school. And when I walked outside right after the tornado had hit, it looked like a bulldozer had dozed all the trees up down down my street and all the houses had uh, severe damage except for mine and mine had the trash can outside sitting straight up with the lid on it that tornado that was headed toward my daughter's school turned left and went in the opposite direction and my my daughter our, our home everything was saved and uh, it appeared in the newspaper because someone was at our home at, that I was training in business. Mm-hmm. And they shared with me when they got there, they were Baptist. But when they left, they were Baptocostal. <laughs> and all of this appeared in the newspaper on the front page. Uh, I'm not sure who reported that, but it said, Praying Woman Deters Tornado. So that was the first one, but the most incredible one was in 2012 I believe it was uh, I the Holy Spirit was really speaking to me for several days about cleaning out my garage and I had moved from another state back to Texas and just put everything in the garage in boxes and the Holy Spirit just really was weighing heavily on me speaking to me to clean out my garage and park my car in the garage So I immediately heeded to the voice of the Holy Spirit and cleaned out my garage. It took two days. And the most amazing thing, uh, it was March 31 when I completed cleaning out my garage. On April the 2nd, 12 tornadoes hit the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And um, I began to pray in the Spirit and go outside and take authority and dominion over that tornado and i commanded it to cease and desist and it had to dissipate on the authority of the word of god and peace be still and it just kept raging and i recognized that i was taking authority over it but i needed the power of agreement and i went outside and a neighbor was on their porch that was not that far away. And I yelled at the gentleman, and I, and I didn't even know this man. He looked at me like, who are you? And have you fallen out of a tree and hit your head? But I said, sir, I need you to get in agreement with me and pray. And he just bowed his head. And I began to take authority over the storm, and immediately the storm began to cease and desist, and it just it just was a nice soft rain when i went out into the parking lot afterwards it was amazing because every vehicle that was out in the parking areas down the street 
no one had uh, glass in their cars. It, it looked like a war zone. It looked like someone had taken a bat and just beat the vehicles and their glasses, the, the windshield and the, the uh, glass all around the car was totally broken out. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said, when I give you an instruction, be quick to obey because you never know how I am trying to protect you. Mm-hmm. I walked out and opened my garage door and my car was in perfect condition. My home was completely protected. The amazing thing was my grandchildren were in a private school that the tornado was headed in their direction and it missed their school by one mile. The tornado came within a half of mile of where I lived Mm -hmm. and my daughter was stuck on the interstate in traffic And the tornado hit not far from where she was, but all of us were completely protected. My house had no damage. My car had no damage. And I just give God all the glory and the honor because he protected us. And uh, during that tornado, it was on the ABC News, NBC, and CBS News at the on the six o'clock and 10 o'clock news that evening. And I have it on a computer, I saved this. Uh, They had recorded three 18 wheelers that were empty in a parking lot that the wind caught them up in a gust and they were in the air and one landed on a house of a lady who was uh, in her bathroom praying at the back of the house. So she was completely protected. And the others were at work. Everyone was protected. The amazing thing about the entire tornadoes that hit all 12, no one was killed and no one was injured. All praise, glory, and honor be to King Jesus. Wow, that is so amazing. And you... You wrote a book called Supernatural Interventions, and you have story after story, some of the ones we've already shared, and you have many others of where God's come through for you and for your family and for those around you. And so just tell us uh, just a little bit about your book and how it's going to help people. Well, I share secrets of how the miracles have happened in my life, and it's it's just jam-packed full of miracles that I have witnessed in my own personal life or in family members' lives or in the ministry. And I I really, my book is a how-to. How can I pray like you did, Judy, and receive the miracle? Because I believe every person who is a believer has the authority to walk in the same anointing and watch God do the miracles in their lives. And so the the book is full of miracles, but it's a how-to book for other people to be able to uh, use the instructions that I shared that I have followed from the Word of God that have empowered me to witness miracles in my everyday life everywhere I go. Wow, that that is so good. And one of the stories that you share is a time where for six months you had to stand on the Word of God and speak the Word, and your vision and your hearing were restored. Tell us about that. Yes. Actually, God has healed my vision three times in my lifetime. 
but the most profound was in 2012. I was doing a women's retreat in Little Rock, Arkansas, and I was attacked with shingles, and I didn't know what it was at the time, but I was attacked on the left side of my face, around my eyes and ear, and uh, the uh, my left ear, and it was as much on the inside as it was on the outside, and, and the shingles was in my hair. And uh, I went to the doctor there, and he put me on confinement to bed. And so I was confined to bed for six months, and they continued to get worse the next week. And in that first week, I lost my vision, and I lost my hearing in my left ear. So uh, someone that is a spiritual daughter from Laredo, Texas, had sent me a gift to my sister's home in Arkansas because that's where I ended up at. And it was Sid Roth's Healing Scripture set to music. So when I arrived at my sister's, I asked her to get me a CD player, and I played those CDs 24-7, and I began to just speak the Word of God only through that timeline, but also I prayed for other people. I wasn't focused on myself. I laid in bed when I was awake, and I would pray for other people and their needs and the prayers that were coming in, and... um And I believe that was one of the secrets to me being healed during that timeline. I did what Job did in uh, in Job 42.10, where God asked Job to pray for his three friends. And when he prayed for his three friends, God gave him double for all his trouble. Mm. And during that time, as I prayed, as I spoke the word over myself, but praying for other people, I saw miracles. I saw my brother saved that I had prayed for for 50-something years. Uh, My niece, who couldn't have a baby, got pregnant. uh, And I had, while I was laying there praying for her, I saw her with the baby. And three or four months later, she called me. She was pregnant. I saw many miracles happen while I was laying on the bed and recovering, but I spoke the word. And after six months, God completely healed and restored my eyesight. He completely restored my hearing. And uh, I, I knew that the enemy was trying to stop me from doing what God had called me to do. But The enemy cannot stop God's plans, but God healed me and restored me, and I give him all the glory and the honor. Oh, that is so good, and that's so powerful. There's another thing that you teach on in your book that I think is very unique, and you teach on on the power of building an altar, and you've taken... Um, pictures of people in your family that are not yet saved or going through different things and you you put them there and you pray for them in your your prayer closet and just and just keep that altar there to remind you of um, you know to, to keep that um, to the Lord in prayer and so can you teach a little bit on building an altar and also tell us what happened to your um, niece that got saved okay I would be happy to I um, in 1982 Uh, uh, The church that I was in, the associate pastor did a series 
of classes on prayer. And one of the things that he shared about was the power of having a family altar in your home. And he literally had one built and in their home and a gentleman in our church began, uh, he was a retired gentleman and he began building altars. And I will never forget that when I heard the teaching, I just had this just yearning and desire to have a family altar in my home for uh, my family to pray around every day. And uh, so I had it built and I took pictures of every one of my family members that were not saved and I laid them on my altar and I, I laid them down at the feet of Jesus. I gave them to Jesus. I gave them to the Lord and trusted him to heal and, and save their souls. So I began to speak Hebrews one fourteen over each one of them as I laid them on the altar, which says, and I love this in the message version, it says, uh, isn't it obvious that God has sent ministering angels to, in one version, it says to soften the, their hearts because they are in the lineup for salvation. So I just began to picture that in my mind. Each one of my family members are in line to receive salvation and that ministering angels were at their side, ministering to them day and night, preparing them to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. And I just stood on the word of God, spoke the word of God. And one thing that I think is so important is that we are to walk by faith and not by sight, because there were many, many times that I would be around different family members, and they would be doing things to really discourage me if I did not walk by faith. And I just stood strong. I didn't, I wasn't moved by what they see. I prophesied into their future. I declared and decreed their salvation. And I left them on the Lord. And the laying the pictures down reminded me that when something happened, that I, it was like, nope, keep your hands off because you've laid them down. They're in God's care, and I cannot pick them back up. The one thing that I think is so important for each one of us to know is Jesus loves our children Mm -hmm. and our family more than we do. And so it's so important for us to lay them down and trust the Lord with them. And when I would see things, I kept my mouth shut. I would just pray all the harder. And God saved every member of my family has received salvation that I've had their pictures on the altar. So I give God the glory for that. The other thing is my niece, who was a homosexual, living a homosexual lifestyle, married to another woman, uh, I had her picture on the altar. And every member of my family had basically disowned her and she was not welcome uh, on their property and the Holy Spirit told me he said I want you to walk in the love of Christ I want you to just love her because it's the love of Christ that draws people to repentance so I began to just speak that over her and stand on the word of God and I would see pictures on uh, social media and it would just I just had to shut it off I couldn't look at it and just speak the word. I wasn't moved by what I was seeing. I stood strong on the word of God and God uh, began to deal with and convict my niece of 
that she needed to go back to church. In fact, that was 2017 in November, and she she later shares her story with me. Uh, she told me that the, that she was instructed to go back to church but refused to and didn't obey God. She rebelled against God, and uh, she was in an automobile accident that threw her through the windshield, and part of the vehicle landed on her, and she had broken bones throughout her body. And as she laid in the hospital, her doctor said, you, there is no reason for you to be alive. There must be something greater that you're supposed to do is what her doctor told her. And she uh, promised God while she was laying in the hospital that if he would heal her when she got out of the hospital, she would go back to church. So when she got out of the hospital, she went to a church on a Sunday morning before the service started, before people were in the sanctuary, she arrived, went directly to the altar. At the altar, she repented of her sins of homosexuality. And mm -hmm. she said, Aunt Judy, the minute I repented of my sins and asked God to forgive me, and he saved my soul, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, and that homosexual demon left my body. And she yeah. said, nobody is born that way. And I want to tell you, I just rejoice because that niece is anointed by God to impact her generation. God is using her. She's back in church, and just God is using her in a very powerful way. And I know she's going to impact that generation and the people, those who are involved in the lie of the enemy of homosexuality. Wow, amen to that. And that's that's so powerful. Now there's one other person that you there's there's many others, but there's another person that you stood in the gap for twenty five years that you believed for his salvation, mm -hmm. and that was your father. Tell us about that story. Wow. <laughs> This one is the most impactful thing that's ever happened in my entire life. Um, I was going through the healing process. I had gone through a very dark season and was very broken in the late 90s. And um, the Holy Spirit spoke to me one day and told me that my issue was my dad. And I was stunned. And he told me that I needed to go uh, meet with my dad for him to restore my dad. And I had prayed for him for 25 years. My dad was an alcoholic. Um, he did a lot of things. He was a, uh, a hard man in his early years. And our relationship, we didn't have a relationship. He was present in the home, uh, but he wasn't present in our lives. Mm -hmm. And um, you can be present without being present and not involved. But then uh, that was my dad. And so I began to pray and I waited on the Lord for the Holy Spirit to lead me and direct me uh, for when I was to go because my dad was a hothead. And I was really concerned about going to see him and his reaction with what I wanted to share with him. And uh, I prayed for a few weeks and the Holy Spirit told me the day that I was to go and I didn't announce that I was coming in. He lived in another state and I called my dad when I arrived and I asked him if I could take him to lunch. Now this has never happened in my life and he didn't really make a commitment 
to do it. The next day I called him and I told him, I said, Dad, I want to honor you. I want to take you to lunch and I want you to pick where we go to lunch. And my dad picked this little hole in the wall restaurant in Judsonia, Arkansas for us to go to. And we went there for lunch and all his buddies that he grew up with were there. And he visited with them and I'm praying in the spirit under my breath the entire time we're eating lunch. And finally, everybody has left except my dad and I. And I looked my dad in the eyes across the table and I said, Dad, I want to tell you why I invited you to lunch today. First of all, and I obeyed the instruction the Holy Spirit gave me, and I believe this is critical uh, for everyone. It's essential for everyone to follow these guidelines. The whole, I, I asked my dad to forgive me for anything I may have ever done that had ever hurt him because I know that hurt people hurt other people, but healing only comes through forgiveness. Mm. So I asked him, Dad, I want to ask you to forgive me for anything I may have ever done that's hurt you or wounded you in any way. And my dad said, began to share with me some things that had hurt him. And it was surprising to me. And I asked him to please forgive me. And when he finished sharing everything he wanted to share, then I looked him in the eyes and I said, Dad, I forgive you for all the rejection. I forgive you for making me feel unloved as a little girl and telling me when I was nine years old that you're not my dad. I didn't understand why you didn't want to be my dad, but you were the dad to my other siblings. I forgive you for the abuse. I forgive you for anything and everything you've ever done. And I want you to know that. And my dad began to weep and he asked me to forgive him, which I wasn't expecting that. I was prepared to forgive him whether I got uh, an I'm sorry or not. And I believe this is for somebody to hear this. It's important for us to forgive whether or not we ever get an I'm sorry from somebody. Because the word of God says in Mark 11:25, if we do not forgive, we will not be forgiven. So we get up and my dad hugs me. And I will never forget this. As long as I live, this warmth penetrated throughout my, my abdominal area, throughout my spirit. And I knew God was healing and restoring me. And I went to get in the car. My dad walked me out and hugged me one more time. And honestly, that day, I felt my dad's love for the first time. And I didn't want him to let me go. It felt so good for him to hug me because that had never happened. I got in the car and I'm driving back to Dallas and I'm overwhelmed by this warmth on the inside. I'm overwhelmed by what God has just done in my dad. And uh, I start having a vision. And in the vision, I saw my dad wrapped in the thickest, biggest chains together from his chin to his toes. And there was this huge lock that held, that held the chains in place. And I'm standing there, and my dad literally looked like a mummy because he was immobile from the chains and could not move. 
I had this big key in my hand and I walked over to this big lock that held these chains in place. And I placed the key in the lock and I unlocked it. And the moment that I unlocked the chains, the chains fell to the ground. And the Holy Spirit said, because of your obedience, your dad has been set free. But because you have obeyed me, you too have been set free. And so a couple of days went by. My mother called me. That was on a Saturday, I believe. And on Monday, my mother called and said, Judy, I want to know what you did to your dad because he is not the same man. He is a changed man. And I just said, said, Mom, I had lunch with him. I didn't share with my mom what had happened. Two weeks later, I get another phone call from my mother. And she said, Judy, you have got to come home. You've got to come see your dad. He went to church last night. He gave his life to Christ Jesus. And he is a changed man. And I am just rejoicing because I had prayed for 25 years. And I get off the phone, and the Holy Spirit began to speak to me. And he said, you prayed for your dad for 25 years. And I said, yes, I did, Lord. And he said, he showed me that I had had my dad locked up for 25 years in chains of bondage because I could not forgive him. I had God's hands tied. And the moment that I forgave my dad and the chains fell off, the chains of bondage, God was able to do the work in my dad. And within two weeks, my dad was completely restored and God completely set him free of the alcoholism, saved his soul. And my dad, the last 20 years of our life was beautiful and we got to make many wonderful memories together. So the question that I have for the listeners is who do you have locked up? Who do you have locked up? God wants to heal and he wants to save and restore every member of our family, just like he did uh, my dad. He wants to save your family. So who do you have locked up? Wow, that is so powerful. We only have a few minutes left, but you, before we started this broadcast today, you were telling me that um, the past 10 weeks, you've just been traveling and seeing miracles all over the place. I think that's been encouraging to so many people because we're living, you know, in, in some dark, perilous times too, but you are seeing God moving and he's not just moving in your life or in your family. He's also moving in so many other people. And so just, just uh, yeah, tell us I, about I mean. some of the stories that things you're seeing the past 10 weeks. Well, these are very recent and just miracles. And I received messages last night with testimony of, uh, number one, I've had four people, four couples come to me over the last 10 weeks to tell me that I had prayed for them previously. uh, And I was specifically in South Texas uh, just, I think, three weeks ago. And this couple came up to me after the service. And the gentleman asked me if I remembered them, and I did not, but he reminded me, he said, the last time you were here, uh, you prayed for my wife and I to conceive a child. 
and uh, there was an issue with me. And after you prayed for us, we just stood on the prophetic word that you spoke over us. And here's our baby, and the baby was about six weeks old, and they asked me if I would dedicate the baby to the Lord. And we just, right then and there, we stood there and dedicated the baby to the Lord. And on Saturday, someone I prayed for three years ago, I was out of state ministering, and I got to go to a gender reveal from someone I prayed for who could not have a child three years ago. And this isn't their first child. A year after I was there, they had the child, and this is their second child. But four people have come to me and that have conceived children that the doctor said there was no way. Virtually, it was impossible for them to uh, conceive a child, and they had tried everything and nothing but God answered our prayers and they conceived a child each one of them over the last three years and then i had another lady i was just in pennsylvania and i love doing women's retreats because there's so much fruit that i see from it women are saved filled with the baptism of the holy spirit we see miracles women i've seen women healed of stage four breast cancer i've seen them healed of every form of cancer and uh, it's just amazing what we see. But when I got to this retreat this year, three women came up to me and said that they wanted to be baptized. And we were at a new center, and I really tried to get the facility to bring in a horse trough or something and fill it with water because it had been 40 degrees overnight that night. And um, they refused to. And they said, no, everybody goes to the promised pond to get baptized. So I am walking with the group of women to the promised pond to baptize them. And I'm having a talk with God. And I said, you know, God, I know I signed up for this, uh, but I sure didn't expect to be baptizing people in 40-degree weather. Mm -hmm. Would you please, Father, would you heat the water for me? And we get to the pond, and I'm telling you, I started baptizing the first three and the line just kept getting longer and longer and longer. And I baptized 17 women that day and all witnessed that the water was not as cold as they thought it would be. But the miracles were one of the women that was baptized, God completely healed her feet of plantar fasciitis. And another lady, God healed her lungs and God healed her legs she had a stroke a year ago and had not been able to uh, bend and was in a lot of pain and could not decipher the difference between hot and cold. And God completely healed. When she went down in the water one way, she came up another way. She was completely healed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Wow, that's amazing. And I just have one more question. Can you tell us a story about anyone that you have equipped and mentored and the results they've seen when they've prayed over people? Absolutely. Uh, I love for people that I am mentoring and uh, coaching, I love for them to go with me because Jesus modeled to us 
the way we're to disciple people. The disciples walked with him everywhere he went. And I believe there's so much power in people that are called and they're being equipped to go and participate and be a part, be in that anointing for the impartation. And I can tell you uh, just off the top of my head, uh, 28 people that have traveled with me throughout the years or been with me for various functions, conferences, retreats, or impacts that they are now walking in their own ministry. They're now seeing miracles in their own ministry and they're all in different states. But I believe there is so much power in the people that I am mentoring to go with me because there's such an impartation. Jesus took the disciples with him. They followed him everywhere he went. And when he exited this earth, they were prepared to continue the work that they that Jesus did while he was here on earth. And I just feel in my spirit, I know there is so much power in that. Jesus modeled it for us, and that's truly what I do. That's part of the equipping that I do. And it's just a beautiful uh, opportunity for me to share what God is doing in their life. And they're all doing their own conferences. Many of them are pastors in churches, seeing miracles. Some go in prisons and jail cells. They're seeing miracles. And so I just give God all the glory and the honor for that. Wow, that's so amazing. And we've run out of time, but can you just briefly just pray over the listeners, just anything the Lord's showing you to pray? Yes. Father, in the name of of Jesus, I boldly come before your throne and we just pray over the listeners today. We ask that you would open their ears, that they would hear your voice. We ask that you would open their eyes to see the truth and open their hearts to receive from you alone. Right now, I declare and decree over every listener divine healing in their bodies from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet. Father, I know you have anointed me and called me for blind eyes to be open. I know that you have Uh, that there is an anointing for deaf ears to be open. There is an anointing for hips to be healed and restored. There is an anointing for feet to be healed. Lord, there is an anointing here right now for broken hearts, grieving hearts to be healed and restored from uh, the past. And Lord, we thank you that you are Jehovah God Almighty. There is nothing too big or too hard for you. We ask that you would heal and restore every listener. I thank you for healing their uh, intestines. I thank you for healing their colons. I I thank you for the testimony of colons being healed today. In the name of Jesus, cancer, be healed. I command you on the authority of the word of God to exit the bodies of those with breast cancer, those with bone cancer, those with lung cancer, those with brain cancer. In Jesus' name, be thou made whole. On the authority of the word of God, we stand. We expect it. We declare it. We decree it this day in Jesus' all-powerful name. Amen. Amen. And you've been listening to Messianic Vision with our guest, Judy Brooks. And now here's Sid to tell you how you can get the special resource. Judy Brooks has seen God intervene so many times in her life. In her book, Supernatural Interventions, you will learn 
how you can see God move and intervene in every circumstance that you face. It's not just for Judy. It is transferable. It's for you. It's God's heart. Also, in our brand new and exclusive three-part audio teaching series, Supernatural Interventions, you will learn the power of forgiveness, the power of building an altar to God, and how to fight in the Spirit for your children and family. You'll also receive a bonus soaking CD where I read healing scriptures with soaking music in the background. People are getting healed all over the world, including Judy. Judy has received healing when she was just listening to this very CD. Call now for Judy Brooks' book, Supernatural Interventions, her brand new and exclusive three-part audio teaching series, Supernatural Interventions, plus a bonus soaking CD, Healing Rivers, for an investment of 39 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. Once again, that's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org, S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer number 9813. Once again, that's offer number 9813.